1: my life be like welcome to off court with the mcgowans powered by husker online nebraska basketball players trey and bryce mcgowans give you an inside look at the program and much more off court is brought to you by tavern 180 and tanner's bar and grill in lincoln
0: hello and welcome again to another edition of off court with trey and bryce mcgowan sean callahan Robin Washat taking you through this podcast uh, with Trey and Bryce. As you heard, proud sponsors Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln and Tavern 180. If you're looking for a spot to watch the Oklahoma-Nebraska football game on Saturday, it's an 11 a.m. game. Tanner's will be open earlier, so you can get in there and get a good spot um, and, and, and find a spot to watch the game. You might see Bryce in there. Bryce is a frequent visitor in Tanner's. Um, and watching football in there and go in there and watch your NFL football as well and uh, go next door get a great steak, cocktail um, at Tavern 180 uh, but this is what we like to call the opening headlines We're Robin gets to be Robin and ask Trey and Bryce the, the topical basketball headlines around Nebraska basketball and other things. Well, there's no
2: doubt what the story of last week was. Uh, you know, last week I remember we were trying to line up guests for the show and we were talking about getting Shannon on and she was about to come on, but then had something come up, couldn't make it. Well, turns out she ended up getting the job with the Dallas Mavericks after four months here at Nebraska. And so, obviously an amazing opportunity for her and you know, I know she wasn't here very long but it seemed like she made a pretty good impact with with all you guys especially bryce i know you put uh, a real nice message uh, mm-hmm. kind of sending her off what what type of impact did shannon have in you know just the the handful of months that you were able to work with her
3: uh really you well, from day one uh she brought good uh vibes great
2: energy and
3: you know that's what you know us players you know we have to you know feed off of you know because we have we already have a lot you know to going on in life with school uh... outside basketball so just bringing somebody in that you know brings good vibes and you know does everything uh... she take care of business mm-hmm. uh... with whatever she has to do so you know i really appreciated shannon uh... you know uh... like my, my best friend <laughs> uh... she kept me up for sure so i'm really happy for her, especially being uh... Uh, age and you know being a female and her going to the nba and getting a job is amazing
2: yeah obviously she kind of made some some history a little bit being the first woman of uh asian pacific island descent to have a recruiting coordinator role at a, a high major uh program so uh that was a big deal in itself but i mean trey you could probably speak to this a little bit she she's got basketball chops i mean there's a reason that she was sought out by an nba franchise to come bring her in and seems like she's on the fast track right now in her career
4: no most definitely um it's like i said especially being um her age it was a job you had to take um i mean we're we're super excited for um i mean she's she's a really humble person um we try to give her a compliment. She always plays it down <laughs> like it's nothing. Um, but I mean, we, we like that. That's, that's a huge accomplishment.
2: So obviously, uh, that left a void on the staff that was quickly filled by a familiar face: Ethan Katsuntonis. Coach. Coach Ethan, who <laughs> went from a graduate assistant. He was with you guys last year, right? Yeah. So he, he was here a year ago. Gets the promotion to the new recruiting coordinator on staff. Uh, you know, for people that don't know about Ethan, uh, what what does he bring to the table, and and what what kind of um, you know mix is he going to have on the staff?
4: Um, re- really, just, um, I mean, just energy, um, positivity, um, just things like that. Um, really, another coach. Um, I mean, I talked to Ethan. Um, I mean. I'm I'm a miss working out um with him. Um he has he, last year we worked out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um really got to know each other. Um he understands my game. Um so I mean we we were talking, he was like I'm a miss I can't work y'all guys out anymore, um, just because of his position. But I mean for Ethan as well, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean I I know he's gonna take the opportunity and run run with it.
2: So, I know we've talked about the opening night festivities you guys have coming up here and just now a couple weeks away, uh, but, you know, Trey, I sent you that uh, text message on Saturday on the big screen at the football game. There's a big picture of you <laughs> and uh, one of the members of the the women's team, you know, promoting the, the opening night. Uh, I mean, you, you guys kind of getting a, a sense that this is getting close and that, uh, I mean, even if it is just a you know a non competitive like a, a you know c- celebration event uh that you know you're you're finally going to get that taste of what it's like to have fans at PBA and and get this season uh, finally off and running
4: uh, uh, like we're going to talk about on the show um just being super excited for the season um going to be the first time we really experience fans since our PBA um i mean we got G Herbo coming a lot of our um one of our favorite rappers mm-hmm. um one of the hottest rappers right now so if y'all not coming out for us come out for that
2: <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys have any more details on what that all is going to entail i mean like are there going to be like uh, three point contest dunk contest anything like that i really hope is it i don't know they haven't talked to you about it yet No, nah, they haven't updates
4: have, coming next week
2: okay all right so you you going to make a push for for anything do you, is, is there anything that you want to do i mean like be scrimmage or be on the stage. Well, yeah, I think that that's inherent. You're gonna be up there with G Herbo and you're gonna get a lot of a lot of social media posts and yeah, <laughs> they <were> heard. <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago when Rick Ross was up there, you know, that he was basically live streaming oh. to his like two million Instagram followers and had the whole he was wearing a Nebraska jersey, had all the Nebraska players up there. So, you know, I don't know if, if G Herbo has quite that much Instagram clout, but Oh yeah, he uh all right all right so that, that'll that definitely be tuned but no, for sure. all right so I guess uh last but not least yeah, Herbo got 7 with, million. with football I mean obviously it's football season uh Nebraska Oklahoma I'm guessing you guys aren't all that familiar with the Nebraska Oklahoma rivalry
3: now I've I've heard about it around camp uh you know campus and like right. social media uh how old
2: were so you in 2010 Eight, two, ten. So that was the last time Nebraska and Oklahoma played each other. So and we'll, did, who, who won? Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma won, won in the Big 12 championship after Nebraska was up by 17. It's a sore subject around here. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about just the Nebraska's a 23-point underdog right now, or I guess give or take a, a point or two uh, in most lines. Uh, in your guys' career, for one, what's the mentality you have when you're a big underdog and nobody expects you to win and two is there a game that stands out where you were a, a, a pretty massive underdog and, and and how did things play out did, did that change the way you approach that game
3: really going in as an underdog it just adds a you know another chip to your shoulder you know really just you know re- soaking it in and you know just dominating every you know dominate every mm-hmm. play uh you gotta have that mentality but uh probably you, had you
4: extra locked in for sure though
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I say that
4: i
2: mean do you do you get caught up in that I mean I mean, brace, like you've never played a college game, but trey like you know if you have do you ever look at point spreads or hear about them and do they even register with you as you're getting ready for a game?
4: nah, um, but I mean if somebody says you probably some someone has said something before um I, I would say it just puts an extra chip on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. um I mean just
2: to, just to prove them wrong. What's the biggest rivalry you've ever played in? Rivalry. Rivalry game. The one that you were just jacked up among above all else to play that, that game.
3: Travelers rest, uh, high school, by the way, say second, second round of the playoffs. We had lost to them twice regular season. Uh, we lost in overtime first game by one. And then uh, I fouled out and we lost by like 20 something uh, the second game and then I went and dropped 67. Oh. Okay, and we won in the <laughs>
2: <we>
4: playoffs. What <laughs> about you, Trey? Um, I'll probably say um high school as well. Um, we played Greenville for the region championship. Um, it, it was definitely a fun. Well, I say Ridgeview, honestly. Greenville probably m- more of a rivalry, but probably the game I was probably m- the most amped up about was Ridgeview. Um, they they had real good team, um, multiple D one players, um, so. I mean, just, just being able to compete, um, so I, I'll say that. We we beat them as well.
0: Well, guys, we got a full show on tap. Some great guests joining us in studio. In our next segment, we're gonna hear uh, from Hallis Cook, a member of the coaching staff now. Um, you know, played for Fred Hoiberg at Iowa State and a number of other stops. He's got a very unique story. And then Alonzo Verge sits down with us and joins us in studio as well. Um, former Arizona State point guard joined the team here Um, This summer is a a late addition, so lots on tap. You're listening to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowan. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right a company that sells phones, wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us.
1: You're listening to off court with the McGowan's brought to you by Tavern One Hundred and Eighty and Tanner's bar and grill in Lincoln.
0: And welcome back here to off court with Trey and Bryce McGowan's you heard uh, brought to you by our proud title sponsors Tanner's Bar and Grill, and Tavern 180 in Lincoln. Make sure you check out both spots as uh, great supporters of Nebraska basketball and the program. But this segment of the show brought to you by Gary Michaels Clothiers. Uh, They are going to dress Trey and Bryce this year. They're dressing the Nebraska football program as well. 56th and Pine Lake Road. They are your custom go-to sportswear store in Lincoln. They've been around over 30 years. Gary Novotny and Nate go in there. Uh, and they will find a suit and an outfit that will hook you up and make you look right, and Trey and Bryce are going to go in there and get ready to roll uh, for basketball season um, And um, when that gets going here. But, guys, we got a special guest joining us here in studio, one of the newest members of your coaching staff, Halas Cook, joining us on Off Court. Halas, first of all, welcome to Nebraska. It's great to have you on uh, Off Court with Trey and Bryce. Let you guys take it away.
4: All right, for today's episode, we got Hallis, um, Hallis Cook. Um, I mean, kind of been everywhere um, in the basketball world. Um, Was with Coach Horvick when he was at Iowa State. Um, Was at Oregon State before that. Um, So, really just going to talk to him about his journey. Um, So, it's going to be an exciting episode.
3: Well, Hallis, you know, uh, first off, uh, I want to appreciate you, you know, uh, all you do for me, you know, uh, keep me up. Uh, you know, we stay in the gym. Uh, so really just tell me about your basketball journey and uh, how it got started and, you know, where it's continuing to go.
5: For sure. Uh, first off, thank you guys for having me. Um, yeah, so it started back in New Jersey. I was playing baseball till about 12, uh, fourth or fifth grade. And then my dad had came home with this book um, called The Miracle of St. Anthony's, and it was written by um, Adrian Wojnarowski. Wojnarowski. I hope I said that right. Um, And he you know, we all know him now for the world's bombs and stuff So my dad read that and he pretty much said, you know, you're going to St. Anthony's I was in fifth grade I didn't know what St. Anthony's was he had me read the book and I saw you know the type of stories that were in that book and it it talked about you know mental toughness and discipline and Teaching you integrity and be how to be a high character person So, you know, I had to prepare myself mentally when it was sixth seventh and eighth grade for playing for a legendary coach like Bob Hurley and um my dad just kept bringing me around the program probably from all those years leading up to me getting to high school. So I saw what I was going to get into and um, that program prepared me for the college level. Um, Coach Hurley was very demanding every day. Uh, we had to be mentally tough. Uh, he, 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 he challenged us every day. He raised the bar and there were sometimes times you, you would go home thinking he didn't like you, but at the end of the day, he was trying to make you a stronger person for the real world. So that whole experience definitely prepared me for Oregon state. When I went there. I had a great freshman year. I led the country in three-point percentage for a large portion of the season, and then like the last four games, I hit the freshman wall. So hopefully, we don't we don't hit that freshman wall with you, right. Bryce. <laughs> and um, and then from there, I uh, decided to make a move, and I wanted to win. So I went to Iowa State, and they were like preseason top ten on paper. You know, we had Georges Niang, Monte Morris, Matt Thomas, Abdel Nader, probably like seven NBA guys right now. So. Um, I learned a lot from that group and we, went, we won a lot, we went to the Sweet 16 and uh, then uh, that led to me transferring to Nevada where they told me I couldn't play anymore and I had a heart problem and um, I, I was ruled ineligible for like three months and my parents kept flying me back and forth from Reno, Nevada to New York and um, I kept seeing doctors and then they cleared me to play again. And I ended up finishing my senior year um, playing in the Sweet 16 and starting. So that was an amazing experience, and it was a roller coaster ride. But um, it definitely made me stronger for the real world and what I'm doing today.
4: Right.
5: And, you know, from there I went to Morocco, played a little bit, and I realized, like you know, being away from my family wasn't for me. And um, I got into coaching. I went through my little depression when I got back, and I started going to you know high school games in Jersey and supporting the youth. And um, from there, I met this kid, Mo Odom, who's a senior now in high school. And I started working with younger kids and started training kids and running my own business. And then eventually that led to me uh, getting in the gym with C.J. Wiltshire, who uh, is now here at Nebraska. And he was like, man, you know, I'm gonna, I, I spoke to Coach Hoiberg and Matt Abdomassi. What do you think of them? And I was like, I loved them. I feel like if I would have had the opportunity to play with them for three more years, I would have been in the NBA today. Right. So uh, next day, C.J. committed. And then I spoke with <laughs> Coach Abdomassi. And he's like, man, we got a couple positions here if you want to come and join the staff and um at that point I was coaching AAU fourth through uh fourth through 12th grade and it was it was in a suburb area it was all kids that don't look like us and um I, I just had a passion for teaching them the game because we had a lot of games we were playing against teams that were better than us right. but we executed our plays and what we did in practice so uh, that definitely led to me wanting to get into the coaching world and now I'm just trying to learn each and every day from coach Fred and coach Nate Lenzer and Matt and all of them so you know, I'm excited for this journey, and I look forward to helping you guys get to where you want to go.
4: So you were at Iowa State for two, three? Two years. Yeah, two years. Um, and you, you were under Fred and Coach Matt, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what what was something that kind of separates them, like, um, compared to all, all the other coaches um, you've played for?
5: Just their, their way to know what – the way that they know what they're working with. You know, like Coach Matt has a vision, and he knows what Fred likes. And then he goes on the road and recruits those type of players. And then the way they put it together is impressive. You know, Coach Matt, if you see him, you're like, man, this guy never played basketball in his life, you know, in your first impression. But then when you watch him put a team together and you watch what Coach Hoiberg likes and what his teams that have success consist of, I feel like we have that here. Now it's just getting the group to buy in, you know, and build those championship habits each and every day. Those are one of the things you know. Coach Hurley used to talk about all the time, like, "Man, we're not a championship team, but we're trying to build championship habits." And I feel like once we embrace that more as a group, we could, we, this guy could be the limit.
3: So you know, you've been here for three or four months now. Uh, just talk about what you've seen and you've you know liked about uh, the team we have this year.
5: Uh, I love how we have a bunch of guys from a different different parts of the country, and um, I love what each and every one of you guys bring to the team. Now it's just about seeing how to fit in with your roles. You know, once we define more whose role is what, I feel like we could really start getting ground and and really start getting traction to see our fullest potential. And um, that comes from us just coming in the gym and and being consistent every day with our work habits.
2: So, Halis, these guys have made it no secret. They have big aspirations, NCAA tournament and and beyond for this season uh, and the next few years to come. You've, You've been there on that stage. You've played in a couple of sweet 16s. Tell these guys a little bit about what's that what that is like when you make a tournament run and you're playing. You know, you're moving on to the next round. You get to the Sweet Sixteen. You got the entire country watching your game. Just explain to them a little bit about uh, what they have to look forward to once they do make that stage.
5: Man, it's a great time. It's a it's a great time. Everybody in your family's watching your hometown. Everybody that's been a part of your journey is is you know eyes on you, and um, it's a lot of responsibility with that. So you gotta you know represent your loved ones, your university. And the community as well. So how you carry yourself on the on and off the court is important. You know, not getting in trouble, being a role model, is one of the things that those groups that I played on we had a lot of success with. You know, we had a couple guys you know that would be straight away and get some trouble, but we always reeled them back in so that it didn't affect our main goal. I feel like when you keep the main thing the main thing, you know, the sky's the limit.
2: Now, for the real basketball hoop heads, they know about St. Anthony's. You know, mm-hmm. you mentioned the book. Woj's book, and Nebraska actually had a kid from St. Anthony's committed. He played for a year here, Terrence Smith. Yeah, that's Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, that's probably one of the more prestigious basketball programs. How did that shape not only your career uh, on the basketball court, but just your your personality off of it? I mean, obviously Coach Hurley Sr. is uh, one of the most respected, highly regarded coaches in basketball. Uh, What did those years at St. Anthony do for you as a player and a person?
5: and it, it definitely did a lot for me as a person way more than it did for me as a player i feel like i was already who i was going to be as a basketball player you know i put the work in i had a crazy work ethic to where the point i had double hip surgery and a heart problem so <laughs> you know um it was just about me trying to take the challenges that coach was trying to present to me and not respond in a negative way when you're 15 16 17 18 you don't really know what the coach is trying to get across to you and uh he's trying to teach you discipline he's trying to teach you how to deal with adversity because there's a lot of things in life that you can't control and it's like, what are you gonna do, give up or quit or are you gonna respond and keep your head and keep fighting? And I feel like I faced that a lot in my 26, 26 years here on Earth. Uh, I feel like I'm 40 <laughs> and, and, um, <laughs> and in reality, you know, I'm still very young. So uh, just those experience right there was definitely something the most valuable that I live and, and I live with every day and I take it with me and I try to impact everybody with.
2: And you kind of mentioned a little bit about how you feel like you're 40 years old. You've, you've gone through a lot. I mean, the the fact that your basketball career was essentially taken away from you by your, your, your health. Um, and then you mentioned a little bit you were going through a rough patch after coming back from playing overseas. I guess, you know, how hard was that time in your life? And what did you kind of lean on to pull yourself through that and kind of stay focused that, you know, there, there's still life after being a basketball player?
5: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I realized that, you know, it's not about me anymore. <laughs> you know, the game retires you. A lot mm-hmm. of people say that all the time. And it's so true because, you know, I can still play with the best of them right now. Like when I go back home, I'm in the open gym with Kyrie Irving, Kyle Anderson. Those, mm-hmm. are, those are my friends. So now it's about realizing it's not about me take what I can get from these guys that I just named and how can I impact the next generation of, of players and how can I help them get to what their goals are.
4: I got I got one last question. Um, with all the adversity that hit, um, do you think um, that just made you to cherish the game um, that much more?
5: Absolutely, man. It, it, it really let me know, like, man, each and every day counts. You start reflecting on a lot of days where you took a day off or, like, you could have put this work in and you didn't. And you're like, man, I should have appreciated it more. So, like, now when I see you guys, you know, you don't have energy in practice, it kind of frustrates me because, like, this time you can never get back. And that's probably the biggest message I want the guys on the team to know in our program is, like, man, value each and every day. Don't count the days. Make the days count. And then, you know, when you look back on your career, you could – it's easy to, you know, sit back and be satisfied with what happened. But if you didn't if you put if you didn't make basketball the main thing you're going to look back like man I should have took basketball more serious and now I'm not here back at square one so it's just about putting the things in the right perspective and focusing on the right things at the right time
0: Well Hollis, it's been a pleasure to have you up here on off court and hopefully maybe talk to you again throughout the season but uh, welcome to Nebraska I know um, the guys were excited to have you come up and join us so uh, we appreciate you taking some time and joining off court Yes sir thank you guys all appreciate right. You, Much more to come. You're listening to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns.
1: You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln.
0: And welcome back here to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns as we've got another guest now joining us in studio and somebody that really nebraska fans haven't been able to hear a lot from but the newest or one of the newest editions of the program alonzo verge but before we get to alonzo um, this segment of the show brought to you by lazari's pizza on 48th and old cheney Um, if you want to get new york style pizza check out uh, lazari's pizza i did see greg list robin on the sidelines Um, he was his father was a member of the 1971 Um, national championship team 50th anniversary and and greg was down there um in honor of his father who passed away years ago um to kind of be recognized as a member of that 50th anniversary Uh, but greg and seth the owners of lazari's proud sponsors here of off court but let's get to alonzo verge bryce and trey um alonzo came to nebraska from arizona state delano banton went on to the nba you guys were kind of a point guard down and Next thing you know, Masi and the crew finds you a point guard and Alonzo verges in Lincoln and uh joins us here on off court. Uh, it's great to have you on Alonzo. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me.
3: Well, uh, you know, like Sean said, uh we're here with uh Alonzo. Uh he's transferred from Arizona State, you know, dog on defense, playmaker, uh can put the ball in the hole. Um, you know, just talk about your journey and, you know, how you got here.
6: Um well, man, you know, I um I obviously came from Arizona State, but before I was at Arizona State, I was at JUCO. And that's why I think I really got, like, most of my dog from, like, just hunger and just being at JUCO. It's a lot of guys there that just really want it and want to go to the next level. So me coming from there really helped me build my character and stuff like that. So I obviously chose to go to Arizona State. I went there early. I, I made an early decision on going there before I had my breakout year at uh my juco my junior I mean my uh sophomore year and you know um then I went to Arizona State I had a pretty good year there man I had two good years there actually um I was sixth man of the year um we had a very good season um then my senior year we had a up and down season but it was a learning experience so I really uh I enjoyed it so you know um I had a pretty good pretty good roller coaster everything was up and down but you know like i'm here and i love being here with you guys so it was fun man. growing up
4: growing up in chicago um i mean we kind of hear a lot about um basketball um out there super competitive um talk a little bit about that um what the happens what was the atmosphere um and just as a whole um chicago city basketball
6: oh yeah you know it's like it's treacherous, like it like mm-hmm. even like basketball like for real like that's where I get it from like you y'all my teammates on so practice I don't talk like like to you guys but like I talk to my defenders like I talk to people I'm going against like that's just like that's the Chicago like you know like that's how we just was brought up just when I'm defending somebody clapping in their face just little stuff like that you know like man it, it was it was good'cause like you it's not like New York or you know like q he's from New York and stuff like they crowd the courts up it's different you know it's just like you and the other person on the court like it's about respect like you know like and that's how it is so it, it's it, it's good it's fun it makes you it made me who I am today
3: well you've been here uh for about two uh well a little while you know during the summer and you know we've rolled into uh official practicing so yeah. um you know what have you seen here that you didn't see uh, in your past the past school?
6: Um, actually, we just I see just how Coach Horberg just we all one unit we more collectively together. Um, not saying that my last unit wasn't, but we just more than the last unit. That's what I see um, a lot, and I think that's going to play a big role in us winning this year.
2: I remember when I when you committed, I I interviewed you, and you said one of the reasons. That Nebraska really appealed to you was the style of play and the system. I know with mm-hmm. Arizona State, you had a lot of big name guards. Yeah. You know, it seemed like you know, I'm not putting your words in your mouth here, but it seemed like you had a lot of guys that were kind of doing their own thing. Whereas, you know, at Nebraska, I think one of the things that jumped out to you was the system and how everybody plays off each other, and it's just kind of one fluid scheme where you know there's you know, uh, an opportunity for everybody to get involved. I guess, how much of that has have you seen already in the practices and workouts that you've had that, you know, the the style of play that you saw on film you know, during the recruiting process uh, has played out, and how much has that fit your game so far?
6: Um that, I'm going to get this clear, though. Arizona State, like, you can go to any school. Like, some schools might not be for, you. you know, the style of play. So, like, mm-hmm. it was a good school, but, like, this – Um, Coach Holberg his his style of play really stood out to me because of just the spacing and and um, Just how I can come downhill and attack and get my teammates involved And that's what stood out and how we run the floor and he just lets us play with freedom Mm -hmm. That's what really stood out to me. And um Just like I said before it's a real family oriented system and um, just in general So I really love that
2: so, I mean, I got to ask you about this. One more question about Arizona State. You had a game your junior year where you scored 43 points out of your fit, team's 56 points off the bench. Yeah. That's what, I know you look at the box score on that, and it's like <laughs> one of the most unique box scores you're ever going to see in college basketball. What happened in that game that just kind of let you take it over like that and uh, have that type of individual performance?
6: Uh, leading up to that game, I had uh, pretty good practices. And um – coaches were saying like yeah like just keep having good practices and that's what I that's what I was doing and that um it just fell over into the game and my teammates were kind of uh, off a little bit and coach just put the ball in my hands and trusted that I was going to make the right decision the game kind of got out of hand to the point where he just wanted to kind of prove a point really and um he just let me rock out and just play and that's what I did I played best when you know just when I'm free so yeah
2: Right. Well, I guess, you know, this year uh, there's a lot of excitement about what you guys potentially have in front of you here. Uh, And I know you're going to you came here to be a big part of that. Um, I guess what these guys have talked a lot about what their goals are and what their expectations are. What for you? What's what's the ceiling for this group? And and, and how far do you think you guys could potentially go this year?
6: Oh, man, Um, I truly I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Um, we, I think we can go very far. I think we can go very far. We have a unique team. Like, we have so many different pieces, and, and, and it all just makes sense. And Coach, and the way he has us in the uh, system, and just how he has us family-oriented. Like, we hang out, everybody, on a daily basis off the court. And it's just little things like that that matters. And I feel like we have an unbelievable ceiling. There's no ceiling to what we can do. And we have plenty of pieces, like Bryce, like he's a young dog. Like he brings it to practice. And Trey, he just just has that He leader. He's a leader on the court, on and off the court. So it's like just little things like that. And we just drag people along with us, and it's just going to be something special, I feel like.
4: I mean, everybody close to um, Huskers basketball, your teammates, coaching staff, everybody kind of knows what we're getting and what we're going to get. Um, Come start of the season. But for those who haven't really got a chance to like watch you, um what's what's something different they'll see from Arizona State? Other than
6: the, just the ball being in your hands a whole lot more? Um you gonna see a lot because I'm a um I just make my team better. You know, I just I'm whether I'm having a um a twenty point game, a ten point game, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheer for my teammates if I'm on the bench when they, like, I'm just a team player and I want to win, so regardless of what's going on if we're winning, I'm good because I know at the end of the day, if everybody eats, then if we win everybody eats, so that's how it's going to go
0: Let's continue this conversation with Alonzo Verge Uh, when we come back, you're listening to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowan's You're listening to Off Court with
1: the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln.
0: And welcome back here to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowans, Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, as Alonjo Verge joins us. As you heard, our title sponsor of the show, Tanner's Bar and Grill and Tavern 180 in Lincoln. Check out both spots. But this segment of the program brought to you by Slim Chickens with two locations in Lincoln, 14th and Pine Lake, 84th and Old Cheney. Check out either one of these two Slim Chicken locations as you can get uh, chicken wings, chicken fingers, chicken and waffles, great desserts, great sides. Um, it's become a very popular fast food option uh, for the Nebraska basketball team as once Bill Hooks and the guys brought that food up. Um, There've there been some trips out to Slim Chickens uh, by Trey and Bryce, I know that. But um, yeah, will you get the chicken and waffles, Bryce? Yes, sir. Trey?
4: Frozen cheesecake. They got milksha- milkshakes fire.
0: All right. Everything. Well, That's crazy because they ain't taking me there yet. Yeah. We, I we, think we, they're going tomorrow. We're gonna going to get going food. Tomorrow. We usually get food up here. We, we I'm, I'm kind of on a dry spell here. I'm not very popular with Trey and Bryce um, <laughs> because I haven't delivered the food <laughs> the last two weeks. Um, but we'll get it back up here um, for, for one of these shows. But I got to ask you before you pick things back up, Alonzo, you came from Arizona State. And I mean, you see all the movies and all the things on TV and social media. Give us like the insider view. Is Arizona State as fun and crazy of a campus? Are the girls what they say they are? Give us the full I lived in Tempe, Arizona scouting report. <laughs>
6: I can't give you two bucks. But <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is a family. This is a family show. This is a family show. Hey, I can give you know, you know, I can give you yeah. keep it PG. A, a, PG. Yeah. You know, I can give you an outlook on what. What? It was fun though. Like you know, just in general, it's it's a nice place. It's very hot every day, um, and it's always something to do. And like visitors come there all the time. Just people just like love to travel there. So you know, it's fun. Uh, college is fun. The ladies. They're they're very nice. Like, <laughs> look look, and what I mean by that, like where I'm from, I'm from Chicago, so like all the the good looking women, they like kind of bougie, you mm-hmm. know. But like at, in Arizona, like they not, they they very nice. They very, they, I'm <laughs> I'm just being so honest. Like they they very nice and outgoing. So it's just like you know, it was it was a very nice transition.
0: What about me. Nebraska? I mean, you you getting used to the lay of the land here? Train yeah, Bryce showing yeah, you around.
6: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, yeah. But, but yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> not, not AZ. You know, like, it's hard that you can't, you know, AZ kind of spoil me with the, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. there I wanted to kind of follow up on that. Uh, I
2: mean, I read a story, uh, really in depth interview that you did um, with our Arizona State rival site, uh, kind of rehashing your path. You talked a lot about, you know, going, playing in Chicago, but you know, you you had a lot of ups and downs yeah. coming up yeah. in, in your path. And, you know, you can go into it as much as you want, but, you know, you went to three different high schools. You had to go the JUCO route and, um, yeah. you know, went to, went to Arizona State. Now you're at Nebraska. I, I guess, you know, what was that path like? And, you know, I guess how how difficult did things get for you? Because uh, I know when, when you were a sophomore, you were a pretty elite-level recruit. You had a bunch of high-major offers. I, yeah. I guess just from starting – from there um maybe just take us through
6: your path as a basketball player and as a person um you know my sophomore year i had a real i had a real good year that was my breakout year um in high school mm-hmm. i started getting a lot of recruits and stuff like that and um you know i was just very uh, my my mom i was very just getting in trouble in school and things like that um just not Doing what I was supposed to do in school, and she um she just took me out of basketball, mm. and that that's that's what really hurt me the most, and that's what she knew that can get get to me, and yeah, she took me out of that, and once she did that, um, my I, I went to uh, Arlington Country Day. She wanted to just give me away, and it really molded me into like just how to cope with being by myself and things like that and not being around my friends all the time Mm -hmm. and and having to be outside and things like that. So it really made me into like a man. And um, then I went to JUCO and then that's what it also did too because it's like, it's nothing to do out there. in Moberly, Missouri. Moberly, Missouri, yeah, it's nothing to do out there. (laughs) So I'm just sitting, you know, and I just got a chance to just develop and just learn myself as a person without like other than basketball and just learn what I like to do and things that I'm interested in. So it um it really helped me a lot and helped me mold into the man I am today and the basketball player I am. So
2: Yeah, I think one of the, the quotes that stuck out was, you know, you said you're comfortable being alone now. Yeah, like in Chicago, you were kind of always running around trying to get into stuff and uh, ended up leading you down some, some wrong paths. But then you get yeah. in the middle of nowhere where all those temptations and stuff are, are removed and it's just you, basketball, and school. You kind of you, you said you grew up a little bit. You kind of kind of found out just being comfortable with yourself that
6: you didn't need all that. Absolutely, that's the um, that's the number one thing. Um, I, I I did get comfortable with being alone. That's something I never was comfortable uh, with being doing. So like I um and it's something I can like just happily say. Like I used to just be down like and just sad for mm-hmm. no reason, but now I can just be happy and just you know and I just grew up. You know, I was just a kid, and i um just coming from a different place, and people didn't understand, you know, so.
0: Paint a better picture of JUCO life. We had Feldarius Payne, a football player, on a couple yeah. weeks ago, and, and he was at a JUCO, and he said it was like six dudes in one room on twin Whoa. beds. JUCO,
6: I'm telling you, JUCO. Nah, it's like, it's like, that. we
0: ain't doing that. <laughs> but, I mean. <laughs>
6: I mean, <laughs> it wasn't that, but no, they, it was, no, you no, had no, a, it no. was, a, it was a dorm. You was in
0: a dorm. Was it room. a, was it like a Walmart
6: town and that's about it? it? A, I yeah, mean. it was, that's it. Like I was in Mobile, Missouri. Like I was in the middle of nowhere. Like I love, I love there though. I love it. Like the people, that's what. Like it's family oriented. They love. Like it's nothing but they. So all they, they have is the programs. Yeah, yeah, all they have is Moberly there. Mobile so. area community, community college, college. That yep. was the school. Mm-hmm. And that's all they have. My coach was good, man. Coach Pat Smith. He was. He was a good coach. Like he's a real greedy. Like the opposite of Coach Hoyberg. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like, like yeah, it was it was fun. Like the dorms are small though. Like.
0: You got to be a dog though to get out of juco i mean that's what i'm
6: saying that's what i'm saying make you a dog like i don't know it just make you hungry and want to get to that next level and it, you cherish it more like yeah, so
2: a- i mean that that path all being said you know i mean most graduate transfers when they, when they come to a school you know they have very particular set of goals and you know, aren't here to, to mess around but I, I get the sense that for you especially you know, you're probably pretty dialed in for this year. I mean, you know, the, the opportunity that you have here as a team and, and as a player, because mm-hmm. um, I know you, you had professional opportunities this off season that you cho- you're turned down to come and play at Nebraska. So, I guess yeah. for for this season, you know, I mean, how how much are you going to kind of do the balance of staying all business while also trying to try enjoy your time at Nebraska?
6: Um, you know, it, um, you just got to learn how to balance those type of things. Yeah. Um, and I'm really focused on on, on basketball and, and school and just developing, still developing a relationship with my teammates. Like, um, so that's, that's what's important to me right now. So I'm just focused on the task at hand and just getting better every day. And, you know, um, I'm really excited to see what, what we're going to do because I know we, like I said, there's no limit to what we can do. And we have a great team, a good group of guys, um, just very – all we all together. So I really want to see what we're going to do.
2: And you had a two-way
6: offer, two-way contract
2: offer from the Hornets? Is yeah. that correct? And that that came on
6: the day before you committed? Yeah, I was uh I worked out with the Yep, the day before. How right how, before. how close were you to or How, how um, much did you consider it? Um, I it was a very tough decision, you know, um, but I wanted I wanted to come back to school and win. Mhm. So, and it was tough, but um I really didn't have any time to make the decision to be honest. Like I had literally Less than 24 hours, wow. So
0: it was just something I just went with my gut, really. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Um, It's been great to hear your story, Alonzo, as uh, you're one of the newer guys that come up here. Uh, When we come back on the show, we're gonna take some questions in the mailbag. You're listening to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns.
1: You're listening to Off Court with the McGowan's, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln.
0: Final segment here of Off Court, Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Trey Bryce McGowan's, as you heard, our title sponsor, Tavern 180 and Tanner's. Great spots. I just stopped in Tavern 180 on Sunday and got some to-go orders. Uh, They have brunch there now, so uh, go in Tavern 180 on Saturdays and Sundays. They open at 10. Um, perfect spot to go before the Husker game as the game's an 11 o'clock football game against Oklahoma. And stop in there, get some brunch before Nebraska takes on the Sooners at Tavern 180, then walk next door into Tanner's and, and, and watch the game. But this segment of the program, our final segment, brought to you by A1 Automotive, your local downtown Lincoln mechanic. Um, been around for many years. Kendall does a great job with his team there. Uh, they are there for your standard maintenance and services as well as any other services you need for your car. Check out A1 Automotive, a proud sponsor here on Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. Um, as we start the mailbag segment, I'll go first here. Alonzo, have you been in any football games in Lincoln yet? Yeah. And, and you've been around the country a lot of places. Give, give us your take. What's a Nebraska football Saturday like compared to what you've seen elsewhere?
6: Yeah, it's lit. I love it. Um, the environment is crazy. Yeah, the football team. It, I like the environment. The air, um, it's a very, it's fun. It's fun. I liked it. We was on the field, so we got to see very close up, and they was just bringing the energy. The fans are crazy. I love the fans.
2: I know these guys have have talked about, you know, just that kind of making their excitement level for playing in front of fans, you know, because even Trey has never played in front of home fans here before. Uh, I mean, did that kind of give you a a taste of maybe what's to come here in a couple months?
6: Yeah, that's the most exciting thing. Like, I I play with fans and without fans, so I got the taste of both, and I love fans. Like, I feed off the crowd the most. Like, I want to get them going, like. Cause that's what I love to do. So yeah, like I love the fans.
2: What was it like for you guys? I mean, these guys have talked about, you know, the the COVID year and not playing in front of fans and all the restrictions and, and all the hoops you had to jump through. What was it like at Arizona State for you guys?
6: It was tough. It was tough. It was, you know, like very, everything was very like, just disciplined. Mm-hmm. Like it was very strict. Like you couldn't do nothing really. So like, we barely got to be with each other, like, we it was a time where we had to work out separately, like two at a time, one at a time, like mm. so it was it, it, it wasn't fun, but it, you know we had to do it. We love to we love to play basketball. So under any circumstances we're gonna sure, do it. For sure. All right. Well last week
2: uh marked the start of the live recruiting period, uh for, for coaches and, and prospects alike. And I know Coach Hoyberg, Coach Matt, and the guys were all over the country visiting, uh, you know, 2022, 23 and beyond recruits. I'm sure you guys have had your your share of experience of open gyms and uh, you know doing practices and whatnot with college coaches lining the sideline. Give to start with you, Trey. Give us a taste of what it's like at one of those. That when the live period and coaches are able to come see you uh, and you're doing those open gym workouts. What, what's that scene like? And you got any uh, stories of coaches maybe being a little bit extra on trying to get your attention at some of those deals?
4: Mm. Nah, it was it was definitely fun, um, for sure. Um, I mean, they ran, they used to come to the basketball class, um, but I mean, Hargrave, was um a lot too. Yeah, yeah, nah, <laughs> hard, 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 yeah, I, I <laughs> forgot, but um, nah, Hargrave was definitely fun. Um, we pretty much had almost every school um come by there, so. Those workouts are definitely fun, especially the first drills, like a dunking drill, so everybody adrenaline pumping.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, Bryce, what are the nerves like? You know, when you got – I know you had all sorts of coaches come to, uh, you know, when they could, come come to your, your practices and stuff. I mean, did you get a little more amped up when you see some of those, you know, Hall of Fame coaches lining the side, sideline of the court?
3: Yes, sir. Well, I was young because uh, it was COVID uh, last year. Mm-hmm. So, it was like my freshman, sophomore – in like junior year where there were coaches and, you know, I'm young, Mm -hmm. uh, new in the recruiting process. So it was just, you know, a lot of adrenaline. But really, you know, it was the same old, uh, you know, just go have fun, compete, don't do anything crazy.
0: Trey, you mentioned Hargrave Military Academy where you went. I've heard of, you know, when football players go there and stuff, is there a military drill and things that you guys still have to do at a school like that? They got to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I've heard like the football guys like it's it's for real. I mean, so the bat you got your basketball schedule is a little bit different than
4: it's the same schedule.
0: But so, is there a morning drill that the, the basketball players have to do there?
4: That, yeah, I guess you could say that.
2: What do you have to do? Uh, you have to like do push-ups and like. Nah, it's and like you just gotta wake up.
0: Does your it, bed gotta be made right or belt buckle polished?
4: Mm-hmm. Shoot make sure your shoes um make sure your shoes shine. Um, I just throw some water <laughs> on them. Water. <laughs> <laughs> <Get> I some water. <laughs> <laughs> I throw some water. Make, make it make it through check. <laughs> um, but nah it no nah, it, it it definitely uh like looking back at it, uh I definitely needed it.
0: What time did you have to get up in the morning at Hargrave Military Academy?
4: It was like six.
0: And so like, what was lights out? Nine, ten—it's got to uh, be a little later than ten.
4: Yeah, probably like eleven.
0: But that's a different experience for a lot of guys. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. probably a lot of guys that don't make it there it very was, long. It
4: was fun though, just because like the, t- the like everybody on my team who you just have to have a fun group, honestly.
0: Because you're not going to see a girl probably for the whole. That's what I was just going <laughs> to ask, boy. What you doing over there? I mean, there's not a are there females? Um, are there females that attend our grave, or is it all is it all boys' school?
4: It's all boys' school, but I mean, you got you can you, you, got got you can make it work. You got Charlotte.
6: <laughs> you say you got Charlotte. You find ways. What you else you got? <laughs> you
0: find ways around. It. You find ways to get into Charlotte. <laughs> nice. All
2: right. Well, obviously, in a couple of weeks here, I uh, know official visits are already starting. Um, you know, you guys are going to have your first crop of visitors coming up for the opening night here in a couple of weeks. Uh, just wanted to get some story time uh, with you guys about your recruiting experience. Yeah. If there was, is there anything that jumps out as maybe like one of the strangest things? Like you know, every visit is usually kind of the same. You do a lot of the same routines and all that. But was there a visit that things maybe were a little different or a little uh, got a little interesting or strange? It uh, was
3: probably for me. It was like on spot commitment.
2: Oh, like they pressured you? Like <laughs> like it was pressure, but you know what I mean. So what do you yeah. think, Bryce? Can we count on your signature?
4: <laughs> no, definitely, like, next day type. Yeah, <laughs> like, they... Yeah. We need, to, uh, we we need it to, to know. Yeah, we sent it to your um, email. Uh, let me know if Go you have there. send that in. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that.
2: I worked for some people, though. I mean, I've heard stories of, you know, putting the pressure on, and some guys, they clamp up and like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll sign. But not with you guys,
4: huh? <laughs> I, I was about to, then I got home. Just thought about the situation. Talked to my mom. I was like, give it a week.
2: Yeah, I mean... after.
4: I, I, after that week.
2: Yeah, I mean, do you kind of have to just remove yourself from the, the excitement of a visit, you know, especially when you get the red carpet experience, they kind of do everything to make it, you know, all uh, you glamour? You got to go I feel yeah. like There's
4: really no
6: right yeah. way to do that. Yeah.
4: I feel like almost a lot, a lot of coaches are kind of weird. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <they> so, like, <laughs> recruitment. That's why they're coaches. Yeah, like, I feel like it's not always because sometimes, like, coaches are weird. So, like mm-hmm. – Got to answer the call. He's like, "All right, I'll call him back later." That's what. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I just be like, yeah, yeah. I call him later. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how. That's because like it's just.
0: Coaches want to Facetime a lot now too, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, so but... then that that's got to take it up a notch when you have to mm-hmm. actually turn on a nice face for a yeah, phone call.
4: Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but no, I say my Clemson visit. Clemson visit was fun. Um Fell asleep in the meeting <laughs> Sunday morning before <laughs> it's time to go. Um But. I mean, I feel like the the visits are, are kinda the because, like you really get to see bond with the bond with the players, um, see practice, um or whatnot. Um, so yeah, I, I, I feel like especially with COVID being mm-hmm. over, um I feel like that's kinda the reason we kinda got some recruits that we got so far. Um, just for being around the guys. Um everybody rock everybody rocks with one, of, mm-hmm. one another. Um and then, like, we, we, we really inc- include the recruits, um, like like they're already um, a part of the Husker family.
2: Yeah, I was just about to ask you guys. I mean, obviously, like I said, that that opening night weekend, I know you got at least four official visitors coming in, maybe more. Uh, what are your guys' responsibilities on that? I mean, because obviously that's that's an event, um, you know, where it's about you guys. You know, you're kind of kicking off the this team, introducing yourselves to the fans and all that. But – at the same time, you're also kind of being assistant recruiters where I'm sure you're, you're hosting players and uh, showing them around and, and probably trying to sell them a little bit on the program. How, how do you uh, – what's your approach to being a player host on an official visit for another recruit?
4: I would say I, – I feel like – what is, is it October 1st?
2: Mm-hmm. I feel like that will be like the step one
4: in the kind of bringing Huskers basketball back. I mean, I feel like, yeah, like in spurts, uh, Huskers – The Nebraska, we had a good program at one point, but Mm -hmm. I feel like the group that we have could really um, make history, and then really propel the program to where like year after year after year, and I just feel like the Midnight Madness that we have, um, Herbo comes, um, really, really gonna be the first step. Um, The new guys, I mean the potential new guys, um, just gonna see the fans Mm -hmm. um, packed out, um, yelling names, um. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be fun for sure.
0: Well, guys, this has been a great show, Alonzo. We appreciate you coming up, and I know a lot of people are looking forward to seeing you play with these guys because uh, it's a whole new lo- it's a whole new look on this Nebraska basketball absolutely, team. Absolutely, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back. We'll have you back up here, and um, looking forward to it. Make sure you log on at Husker Online. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on the Husker Online channel on iTunes, Spotify, uh, iHeart, Google. Tune in anywhere you can find a podcast. Make sure you download and subscribe to the Husker Online channel and the Off Court podcast.
1: Thanks for listening to Off Court with the McGowans, powered by Husker Online. Join us for another show next week, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln.